This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This podcast is made possible through donations from listeners like you and our partners at Goalie Ashwa Gummies. You can find them at goalie.com. Use promo code the show up that foundation to get 10% off your order. Zendurance Active Wellness and Sports Nutrition. Their products are designed to maximize your health. At Zendurance, they strive to support and have a positive impact on the wellness of every hardworking dad. Use my code the show up dad and get 10% off your next purchase. For more info, go to www.zendurance.com. Tall Man Equipment, standing taller than the rest of the competition in Lyman Tools since 1952. Give them a follow at www.tallmanequipment.com. And last but not least, Adam Lane Smith. He is an attachment specialist who helps people to heal, connect, and build. Use my promo code show spelled s-h-o-w for a 50 percent discount on his attachment boot camp course thank you welcome to show up dad podcast this podcast is created for hard-working fathers at the show up dad we recognize that fathers providing for their children is certainly important but when men truly understand their unique role and gain the knowledge and skills to be great fathers they can transform and impact future generations I want to welcome Kyle Carnahan. He is the founder of Superhuman Fathers, a community and program for men who desire to transform their lives in all areas of fatherhood. As a father of five and a husband for 20 years, Kyle's been through waves of stress, struggle, disappointment in his relationships with his kids and family. However, after making several key decisions in his life to be honest with himself about his actions, he started to see incredible change. Now his passion in life is helping other men do the same. And that's why I brought him on to this show. Welcome, brother. Absolute honor. Thank you for having me, man. Yeah, for sure. It was for quick, sure. man. It was like, you you heard about me, you reached out, and we were on here in like three days. Boom, that's how you do it. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't mess around, man. That must be that lineman inside of me, man. I just see it and get it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. My wife's always uh, complimenting me on that. She's like, man, you have like no shame. You just go and do it, don't you? I was like, I don't even think. Sometimes I just I just do it. You know what I mean? <laughs> I would say so. like that's like the most important aspect of a successful man is mm-hmm. like you don't think, you just do, man. It's like idea to action is like too many people just waiting for the right time, the perfect moment, gather enough information. Mm. You know? Nah. I'm the same way, man. Like, just go for it. Yeah, Burn for it sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the things I, I constantly remember is they uh, a friend of mine told me, done is better than perfect. Yeah, man. You know, so just get it done, man. And then you can, you know, make your changes and adjustments and stuff like that, you know. But uh, Kyle, I wanted to ask you, brother, if you can share with our audience about your relationship with your own father growing up. That's something I I, I build our podcast with because I want to see the, the, the dynamic that you had in your fatherhood and, and 
the way you grew up. So if you could share with our audience, that'd be awesome. Bro, this is like perfect timing because I was just, I was creating a, a reel this morning on Instagram and just scrolling through my stuff. And I, I caught this video of me and my son mm -hmm. at the beach. Uh, we got our surfboards and we put our wetsuits on. And that beach is the same beach that my dad took me to 32 years ago. Wow. And almost sometimes five, six days a week, we'd go every morning in the dark to the same spot. And then there I am with my oldest son in this video. Mm -hmm. I beat my dad up a lot for a lot of things. And I think a lot of us do, you know, we mm -hmm. just part of growing up. You, you look at the things that they may have done wrong. And sometimes we don't see, um, all the amazing things that we got from them. And so my dad was a, a really good friend of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, those moments were so powerful surfing with him all the time. Um, and we were really close back then. I didn't see the things that I needed to improve upon where he was at to be better mm -hmm. for my family till I got older. And then I started seeing the things that I needed to change in my generation uh that he didn't do mm -hmm. now specifically i'm going to tell the good things we were best friends i didn't he never raised his voice to me one time not once as a father like i've never heard of such a thing wow i didn't hear him and my mom fight but here's the thing that i learned that i wanted to change my mom was like the slave of the house like most men um in in that generation in the generations before like you know we work we come home sit on the chair and wife cooks cleans does the dishes takes care of the kids changes the diapers um and i just remember looking back then and seeing my mom like stressed out all the time mm -hmm. and, and uh, my dad did what I did when I was first married too. I'd be like, man, she's crazy. God, she's like emotionally unsta unstable, you know? Mm -hmm. When all they just needed was like, she just needed some help. Yeah. You know, she just needed some help. So I don't have any bad blood for my dad. I love him. And I don't even want, like, if he heard this, I, I don't want him to be ashamed or embarrassed. Like that's just most men. So yeah. we're stepping up and we're being different than most men. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's the difference is I don't, you know, I don't hold any bad blood. I don't hold a grudge because that's just the way we were raised. That's the way we were taught that things were done. But we're doing things different. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. That dynamic caused the change, you know, and I like to see that, you know, there's no bad blood. You don't blame him for anything that you came to the realization that, man, he only gave you what he knew what he was shown, yeah. you know, and um, we had a past guest, uh, Adam Lane Smith, and he talked about attachment disorders. And one of the things he said is that men, you know, a lot of times he's had men come on and they're like, Oh, I don't know why I'm screwed up. My parents were amazing to me. You know what I mean? I don't know why I'm having problems in my relationships, yada, yada. And one of the big things is that they, even though your parents were amazing or whatever, if they didn't know how to create those lasting bonds and, and, and attachments to certain people, right. They weren't going to show that to you. And I thought that was fascinating, dude. Cause I felt that in my own life, you know, 
not being able to attach or connect with other people in a sense, uh, avoidant with people. If you got too close and stuff like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. This is the biggest problem I see with men mm -hmm. across the board in my group mm -hmm. is the inability to connect on mm -hmm. a spiritual and emotional level with another human, especially your wife, you know? And so we call it getting weird. Yeah. It's very uncomfortable to look at your wife, take her by the hand <laughs> and like pour your heart out to her, which you really should do every day. Mm -hmm. Like I was just telling my guys this morning, like we've built new non-negotiables in the beginning. It was workouts, wake up times and nutrition. That was your base. You start that life is going to go well. And it's true. You get that shit figured out. You're going to make a lot of changes in your life. You're going to mm -hmm. feel good about yourself. You're going to start treating your family better. You're going to have more discipline. But what I've found is I made a new base. And that mm -hmm. base is every day send your wife some sort of love note, thank you note, either text, email, uh, video, write it on a post-it note, put it on a banana, whatever. But mm -hmm. every single day she gets one of those, every day. Like guys listening, like you want to just completely fix your messed up marriage? See what I did there? I didn't use the F word. Yep. <laughs> 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 me already. <laughs> um, <laughs> Start with that. And then uh, like for me, we we do a, a date night every night. And I know you guys have heard this stuff like, yeah, these are, you know, some ideas that maybe I could do. No, no. If you're not doing this, your marriage sucks. I'm telling you this. If you're not doing this, your marriage sucks. Your daily love notes and date night every Friday or whatever day, you plan at least half of them. And when you plan them, you you go big. When I mean go big, I don't mean go crazy. But like the other night, um, I called ahead to the restaurant, nice restaurant, had them put roses and candles on the table, right? Stupid. Mm -hmm. So stupid. We don't care about that. I'm telling you, bro, like that blew her mind, blew mm -hmm. her mind. And, and just so you know who you're listening, like I got absolutely ravaged that night, like <laughs> coming from a wife that like never used to instigate. Yeah. And, like this stuff is real. The love notes the date nights planned by you. And then I tell my guys to get weird every day, every day with your wife, get weird. Meaning like do, you know, pick her up off the ground, spin her around, tell you love her, look her in the eyes, maybe cry in front of her, mm -hmm. dude. Like you have a lot of feelings built up in you. Like it, it's in there, but we just hold it back. Like if you truly expressed how appreciative and grateful, how much you love your wife and just break through that pride crust, you're going to break down and cry in front of your wife. That is like the greatest gift you can give her. Cause a lot of the time she's like, I don't even know if this guy's a, is he a robot? Like mm. to even have feelings. They just want to know that you feel anyway. This is, these have been the things that I've learned watching, working with my men over the last couple of years, because a lot of times they'll level up. I mean, mm -hmm. they're making more money. They're, they're getting absolutely shredded. They're getting confident. And they're like, babe, my life's going so well. I mean, look at this. And sometimes the wife's like, good for you. I'm still stuck here. Yep. I'm so glad life's going so well for you. Right? Mm -hmm. Yep. They get left behind. Mm. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I feel like I've caused divorces because I, yeah. I I didn't start in the beginning right. And be like, hey, your wife's got to come on this journey with you. Mm. So was that the catalyst for the shift from – getting the man right fixed and then back to 
working the base with your wife incorporated and bringing her with you? Was that yeah? So like, like, okay. like our, our our group started like the hook is fitness. Like all yeah. my apps are fitness. Like you're like, oh, this is a this is a fitness business. And then once mm-hmm. you look in deeper, I'm like, this ain't a fitness business, man. That's just one checkoff box. Like we, in fact, we simplify this stuff. I don't want you obsessing over it. I want it done in the morning and I want it checked off and done mm-hmm. so that you can focus on your business, your job or your family or your skill sets. Right. Yeah. Um, the things that are important in life, but it's just the more I work with men, the more I'm realizing that the marriage is the, the base of everything good in your life. Cause we mm-hmm. all do it for our woman. Everything we do is for our woman. Mm. You don't realize it, but deep down inside, look at every like movie that you love and every hero that like you see in any movie. Look at Braveheart. Look at Gladiator. Like, look, there's always a woman. Yep. The motivating factor behind these amazing, great things. And they, we get emotional. Like we can't lie about that when we watch those movies mm-hmm. and we feel that connection. Like what if you had that kind of connection with your wife all the time? You mm. can't, like you truly can it's just a matter of being aware and just like losing fat or building muscle. You're mm-hmm. like, Oh, I got to show up to the gym every day. I got to hit those macros every day, bro. Send those love notes every day. Get weird every day. Take mm-hmm. your wife on those date nights every week. It's the same thing. What it takes to build an epic million dollar business is the exact same effort and focus it takes to build a million dollar relationship with your wife. That's where people get messed up. Cause they're like, it doesn't work. You know, it's just my wife's all this and that. And it's like, how much effort have you put into this? Same with the body. Oh, genetically, I'm just big boned, you know, and it's just, uh, I'm just a bigger guy and I don't build muscle very easily. And it's like, well, when was the last time you took two years and never missed? Mm. What do you mean? Like took two years and never missed your macros and never missed a workout and gave everything every time you did a workout. Oh uh, man, I haven't ever even gone two days. Wow. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah. it takes consistent effort to build anything great anything yep i agree with you a hundred percent that's the thing that we talk about more than anything is just being consistent little bites little steps how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time right yep yep and then what do we do as men we go oh man i've been lazy i'm gonna run a marathon i'm gonna go (laughs) climb mount everest uh i'm gonna and and uh um nothing against 75 hard because i think it's an absolute excellent catalyst for getting your life together as long as you continue on but a lot of guys are like oh again i'm you know i gotta get my life together. i'm gonna do 75 hard and then after 75 days they just stop like they mm-hmm. treat it like climbing a mountain or something when when the whole purpose behind it is to get you to change your mindset and continue onward in that way right mm. i was like if you do that like start it with the idea that you'll never stop this way of living you know, mm-hmm. not specifically having to do every little detail of that program, but the mindset that you earn, the whole point of that program is to change the way you think, not to mm-hmm. finish and be like, oh, good, I can go back to my old shitty ways, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I wanted to add something to that too, Kyle, because you're absolutely right. Even when we start dating our spouse, correct? We do all these things, right? And then we get the woman. Okay. And then all of a sudden those things stop. Okay. That consistency stops, right? Because why we get comfortable. We, we already conquered that. We made it. 
we made it. And then that's where we start having, we're seeing issues in marriages. Okay. Because they feel that they don't have to do anything anymore. You know, women start, stop taking care of themselves. Uh, the men just whatever, you know, they gain weight, they figure out, ah, I got a hot wife. I don't got to do anything, you know, yeah. no more romance. You know, one of the key things that I always say, and I heard it from a good friend of mine is how you caught a thing is how you keep a thing. That's so cool. don't stop. Yeah. 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 And that's, man, that's the same in anything, right? Mm -hmm. some epic business. And you're like, cool. Now I can relax and, oh. mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, or your body. It's like, been grinding away at the gym and then you're like you made it so you can stop it's like dude you got to maintain that shit now i wonder is that because men are inherently lazy deep down inside or they feel like like or they like what causes that for men it's, i see that throughout the board yeah it, it, it's it's just straight up complacency and then complacency the is when i get there i will be happy which is a complete lie and mm. so the only way you're going to be happy is to never have an end goal and realize there's no peak. And the only thing that truly lights you on fire in your life is progress. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't matter where you're at. It doesn't matter how much money you have or uh, you got a damn six pack or whatever. It doesn't, none of that matters if you just go, oh, cool, I made it. And then you sit in the mud and just mm -hmm. chill. Like you might have a good time for a little bit. But pretty soon the darkness, depression, anxiety is going to start creeping in. You're going to feel like you have no purpose in your life. And then and you're going to get soft. Meaning mm -hmm. when shit, sorry, when stuff happens, <laughs> <laughs> um, when, like, you know, when hard stuff happens, which it will, like we're going to have health problems, family issues, relationship things. You will be weak and you will not step up. You'll fold like a lawn chair. And when when you need to step up and lead, uh, you know, the man that can't suffer can't lead. And we've mm -hmm. got to learn how to be able to do hard stuff. See, stuff. I'm using the word stuff now. <laughs> <laughs> Being healed, baby. <laughs> uh, I, I thought you said something that was pretty fascinating. Um, you talked about how a man, you know, with with a woman, right? We Every time there's a, a strong stoic man or whatever, there's a woman behind that, okay? Now, I read a book called wild at heart by the author john eldridge and he talked about ever since we're a little boy great book. men yeah great book and do you remember that part where he talks about how every young boy is looking to save a damsel in distress and yeah. and he goes on to talk about we have to have a challenge as boys yeah. and when we grow up to be men we still need to have a challenge we need to feel like we have something to solve something to give and when you don't do that that's when you lose your purpose. And that's when you start feeling, Hey man, I'm not good enough. People don't like me, but you know what I mean? You start having all these issues with depression and stuff like that, you know? So I thought that was pretty awesome that you said that. I think I just had an epiphany that I think that book, cause I read that book a long time ago. Yeah. I haven't actually revisited that book. And I think that book had a mass, a way larger effect on me than I realized. Mm -hmm. A lot of the things that are in that book, I have, I say in my own words, right? Yeah. But I think that book really ingrained that in my heart. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a very, very powerful book. Um, I need to revisit it, actually. Mm -hmm. I appreciate you bringing that up. That's yeah, for sure. Um, John Aldridge, great friend of mine. Um, great book. Uh, they also have a a video that they put out called The Father Factor. And that was that was pretty outstanding as well. Um Another great book too for you to read would probably be Point Man with Steve Farrar. Mm. 
that's the one that spawned this whole epic change in myself really leading your family dude and it is super dynamic um i started that book probably 16 years ago bro and i put it down for seven years and it, it turned it even faded it's pink now it used to be red you know and uh it faded it turned pink and uh, i picked it up again and it's something i put down you know what i mean and i was like man i know this is something that god wants me to to make some changes in my life and it was it was hard you know what i mean it was hard to hear the stuff that i was doing so yeah. i put it down <laughs> you know you know it's crazy when i read um what was that first book we were talking about but uh uh wild at heart wild at heart when i read that mm -hmm. um i don't go to church i'm not a professed christian i'm yeah i i'm i'm in a seeking place right now um, mm -hmm. i'm actually studying the studying the bible and um having a lot of spiritual experiences right now and in different ways I, i'm i'm speak i'm seeking right back yeah. then when i read that i was so like burnt on religion yeah but his, his writings was able were able to get through to me even in a closed state yeah um that's how powerful that book was it was like normally like if someone was uh super religious i would i'd just be like ah, i don't want to listen to that mm -hmm. he, he's just so like you could tell he just wants to serve yes you know? And, and help and it just broke right through you know oh for sure and and i think that's the way it's supposed to come off it's not supposed to be all religion you know yeah um, it, it was just just made sense yeah for sure they're able to reach you where you're at give you a hand up not a hand out and i, I think that's that's important um kyle so you talked about your father and you know how you have no regrets towards him or anything like that how was your dynamic with him see or how was his dynamic with your mother what did you learn from that and how did you take that and put it into your marriage or your relationships what did you see between them how was that you know it's weird so i i give him a hard time for how he treat treated my mom right kind of neglectful yeah. but yet um i became what he wasn't in mm. a sense i became angry irritable sarcastic which he was not to my mom and so yeah here i am talking bad about my dad the way he treated my mom and yet i'm treating my wife in a way that he had already figured out you mm. know like, hypocritical right yeah, so yeah. That, that was um a big thing for me i i was neglectful mm -hmm. initially because that's what i was taught i was neglectful yes. to my wife and in the beginning of our marriage my wife would like lock herself in the bathroom and cry and i, I would think the same thing like dude i married a dud she's crazy and it was mm -hmm. all me. It was all my lack of assistance and understanding and connection. Mm -hmm. Well, then I got into the fire service and I was around some, some hard men. Right. Yeah. And I was a little soft and they, they gave it to me. They crushed, they crushed my soul, turned me into <laughs> a little bit of a beat dog. So I came back biting and mm -hmm. I wanted to bite back and I did. And it worked. They toughened me up. Problem was, started to bring that to the home mm -hmm. and uh, st started to bring a little heat to the wife and the kids and be overbearing. And, uh, you know, we had a come to Jesus moment where my wife was like, this ain't going to work. Like we ain't the firehouse. If you leave that there. You don't need to bring that home to me. And mm -hmm. so uh, I had to start to swing back the other way. And in that being on this side of things where I was too soft 
to now being way too hard, not pull it back and be in the middle and finding this, this balance place of where you actually have to be both, be mm-hmm. able to pull on both. Um, and you, you have to be a dangerous man. You have to be able to um, defend yourself. You have to be confident, but at the same time, like you have to be open-hearted and listen. Um, mm-hmm. You have to be approachable and loving and serviceable and, and you have to be able to be uncomfortably loving with people, mm-hmm. you know? And I feel like when you have the confidence and you feel like a man and you feel like you're crushing life, it's much easier to be very vulnerable and loving and soft than if you don't have this, you try to go here, you're already not feeling like a man. You're already feeling down on yourself. You feel like you're getting older and weaker. Um, you feel like you're being taken advantage of. And now you're supposed to be soft and loving with your family. So then you put on this fake show of being tough because you're insecure. And so now you have neither. You're a, you're a fake warrior because you're not. You'll just fold because you're weak. And then mm-hmm. you're actually uh, being a piece at home because you're being fake at home as well because you won't show your actual love for your family because you're so dang insecure. That is hell. That's where a lot yes. of men, men sit right now. No, ain't that the truth? Um, I like that you said that, how you explained how you thought he was your wife. And you're like, oh, I married this person, da, da, da. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. A dud, you know? Um, men tend to do that. I know I did that. You know, I blamed it on her until I heard someone tell me that, your wife is a product of your husbandry. Yep. And that crushed me, dude. I was like, wow. Do you, you mean I created that. this wife? Mm-hmm. You accepted that, which is huge. Cause a lot of men are like, well, what about her responsibility? And it's like, bro, I'm not talking to her. I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. You can't control her. So you're saying she has all the power. It looks like you're screwed, buddy. You can't make any progress then. Mm-hmm. Nothing we can do about what she does. The only thing we have control over is ourselves. And- yep, a hundred percent right, man. No, that that's crazy, man. Because hell, you described that perfectly right there. Because that is that is hell when you're coming home and taking it out on the ones you love. You know, they're the yeah. ones that are supposed to be supporting you and cheering you and and you know accepting you. And you come home because you're like this little beat dog, like you said, and now you're treating it on them. You know, um, I've heard a lot of guys say. I don't know how to turn it off when I get home. Mm. You know, I've, I'm sure you've heard that too, you know, the job or whatever. And it's, it's just an excuse. It's a, to me, it's a victim mindset, you know, cause you're absolutely right. The only thing you can control is yourself. Yeah. And guys think they're supposed to feel good. That's mm. another thing. Like you're supposed to feel happy all the time. It's absolute bull. Like you don't, you're not going to feel good all the time. Life's going to be hard. And so, when you don't feel like being loving, just be loving. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel it. It's like this idea of like, well, I don't feel grateful. It's okay. Be grateful. Do grateful things. And you are grateful. You don't have to feel it. You'll feel it sometimes. Sometimes you won't. And people think there's something wrong with them when they're not feeling loving or feeling grateful. L- listen, being a man is hard. Being a father is hard. It's a lot of pressure. And a lot of times you're just burnt. Like your feelers are burnt. You're not going to feel much. You're going to feel dead inside. That's okay. We feel that too. It's not just you. So how do you show up for your family, even amidst that chaos, that darkness, that turmoil? That's a man. 
Mm. That's a father. That's a man you could look in the mirror and be proud of and be like, this guy shows up regardless, you know, and it's a skill that you learn over time. Don't beat yourself up too bad. And as you're working on this skill, when you come home and you're aloof or sarcastic or overly angry, start doing this. Apologize quickly. Mm. When you yell at your kids, sorry, I I shouldn't have said that to you. It's just that uh, the house is a mess. We got to get this cleaned up and you guys are crazy loud right now. And that's my problem, not yours. So I'm going to calm down and let's clean this house. Right. Or when you, you sarcastic with your wife, I'm sorry, that was a sarcastic that was sarcastic. I shouldn't have said that. Uh, what were you saying? I'm so sorry. Right. You get good at the, that's step one. You get good at the quick comeback and the quick apology. And you'll find that you actually get full credit, like no harm, no foul. If you apologize quickly, your relationships stay intact, even though you're like up and down, mm-hmm. but it's when you dig your heels in after, and there's time in between, you're going to create resentment. And that's where the problem happens. Mm-hmm. how do you recognize when you're in that in that place of resentment you got to check in with your you got to be fully aware at all times man like you mm-hmm. have to, you got to change the trigger in your mind mm-hmm. like you got to change your purpose of why you're on this planet mm-hmm. right because we we start thinking to ourselves like our purpose is to get up in the morning and go to work and make money and uh grow the bank account and invest and it's like that's the purpose of your life damn, might as well just die now. That's no, that's no purpose to live. Like when you can change your story and your purpose to be, I am here to be an epic leader, an example for my family and to raise amazing children that will be powerful leaders and examples themselves in this world. Like things change. Mm. Yeah, so how do you do that? You write about it. You journal about it. You think about it. You obsess about it. You read about it. You change the way you look at the world. Mm-hmm. And by doing so, you'll start to become more aware. And really, what do you do? You join a men's group that holds you accountable. Okay. Like, I mean, that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Now, I, now, oh, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt got you. Coaching or you go to church and join a church group that like talks about this stuff and holds you accountable where you have to report on how you did that week. Mm-hmm. No. Hmm. So is that kind of like how you sparked the, uh, this community, the superhuman fathers? Is that how it all came about? Just, I had superhuman fathers as an Instagram. I'm a fireman. I have superhuman fathers. I started it, Uh hold myself accountable Mm -hmm. because I was trying to let, like get to the point where I was like, okay, like I want to go, I want to be the best at Mm -hmm. being a dad, like the best, not just good. Like I want to be exceptional. And so um, I would go on there and report my days of how I did treating my wife, treating my kids. And I started to get a very small following of guys that were doing the same. And we communicate back and forth how we were doing. In the meanwhile, I'm at the firehouse. I'm training a lot of guys on the fitness side in the firehouse. Because guys would approach me and be like, hey, help me get ripped. Okay, cool. I put them on, you know, put get their numbers right, get their workouts, and I'd coach them. I even had an app set up where, like, I was doing this for free at the firehouse for years. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a coach that I was working with who was like, hey, why are you not doing this for these guys? And I was like, I already have a job. He's like, no, listen. He's like, okay, first of all, tell me about your retirement. I was like, I don't really know. He's like, you don't know your retirement. He's like, bro, you you got to get your life together. That is unacceptable. Like that, you're not even a man. You're like a little boy. I was like, 
I hear you. So I go and check my retirement. You know, I started late as a firefighter. Like I was going to at 57, I was going to get 60% of my retirement pay. And he's like, so that's what you're leaving your wife. That's how much you love her. That's it. That's, that's all you're giving her. And I was like, just kick, kick to my balls, man. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow. Um, okay. And he's like, go on your Instagram and just put it out there to the world. See what happens. And I went on the Instagram said, Hey, I'm doing fitness training. Um, and I'm going to create this group. And it was just like 30 guys signed up like right away. And it was off to the race. And we found very quickly that, you know, my way of doing the body composition change. And if you haven't been on my Instagram, like our, our transformations are the best in the world, mm-hmm. like hands down the fastest, the most aggressive and the best in the world, because we're here and here and, and we simplify it and we get it out of the way. It's not an obsession. Mm-hmm. Right? It's just, and it's for a greater purpose. It's, it's like you tie great spiritual meaning to the things that you do. And then the things that were hard now are not hard because they're so founded in purpose mm-hmm. that you can do anything and you'll follow through. So we make a, a story change, a mindset shift for our guys and things mean more, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So then what did we find in the group? We ain't talking about workouts and macros. We're talking about marriage and fatherhood and family and purpose and vision and discipline and what we see for the future for ourselves. How do we provide more hope for the people around us? How do we show up on fire in this mm-hmm. world so that we can be a light for them? So that we can actually sh- take away the excuses of the other men we come in contact with in the world and get them to change just with our very presence. Mm. That's a lot different than just getting abs. Yeah, no, for sure. It's that ripple effect, dropping that pebble into a pond, and yeah. then it just continues to flow outward, you know? Yeah. yeah. And that's cool because you're changing hearts and minds, right? Yeah, that's it, man. That's, that's awesome. It. Um, I wanted to ask you, Kyle. So I know you practice mindfulness and conscious parenting and natural living and stuff like that. Um, what are some of the things that you've seen that men come in with? Because I know a lot of the problems that we have are traumas that we haven't even dealt with. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. what seems to be like the common one that you see? In- men living w- with excuses. They, okay. they just listen to this voice in their head that creates excuses and they believe them all day that's the biggest problem because what 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 do they think their problems are addictions um Mm -hmm. nutrition is huge huge problem um you know we all struggle with that and Mm -hmm. it's a constant battle to figure out how to like maximize our nutrition to feed our body to build this machine to be grateful for what we have Mm -hmm. right um and then anger but it's all connected because if you have excuses and you're not following through with your conscience or God's voice pulling you to become, and you're not listening because of whatever you want to call it, resistance, the devil, whatever, speaking these whispers of reasons why to not, why to quit, why to not follow through. We start listening to that voice. We are going to be miserable. We're going to feel stuck. And when we feel stuck, how do we treat people? Terribly. You'll be the guy in line when I was at the airport who was ordering his breakfast at, uh, at uh chipotle and he's like he's just telling this guy cheese put more cheese and the guy's like excuse me he's like i said cheese he's like yeah salsa no two scoops just angry talking to this guy i'm going this guy's miserable man oh god Mm. he's miserable you know he's probably like 
80 pounds overweight and just that stuff hurts me, man. Like, cause I could just see the pain in this man. And I'm like, ah, so, you know, I start talking to him and trying to bring a little light into his life, try to mm -hmm. try to just lighten the moment. Couldn't even crack it a little bit. Just angry. He has to live like that every day. Yeah, for sure. No. And, and you do, you do see it in people. You see the human inside them that they could be, and they refuse to, to get to that point, I guess. You can tell just by the way they treat other people. Like yeah. you can tell a happy person by the way he treats you and treats other people, mm -hmm. especially people that are supposedly beneath them. Yeah. A very, very happy, loving person who is just has a full life will treat those people with such respect um, and actually like be curious about them because mm -hmm. they see them as a human, as a soul, as just valuable because they are, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, when you get start getting selfish and angry with yourself you you can't love other people if you don't love yourself mm -hmm. you can't you can't give what you haven't earned you, it's impossible and so that that's what i found with these men is like that's why why fitness is so powerful in nutrition mm -hmm. because when a man can get a hold of what he eats and overcome food and get himself up early in the morning to go work his body every day he starts to build this pride mm -hmm. and love for himself you know mm -hmm. it's one way of doing it now obviously you also you know there's life's multifaceted we want to be the father we want to be the husband we want to build our kingdom and grow financially build our skill set mm -hmm. all those things have to happen but you have to start with one mm -hmm. build from it learn discipline build belief in yourself and then apply those same principles to each of those pillars and I think it's fascinating too to tie that all in there, Kyle, because uh, back in the day, people went on these journeys, right? These fasts, okay? And that was one of their ways to deny the flesh because they even knew the importance of denying your own body. Yep. To these certain pleasures, right? Sure. Um, it's it's okay to to enjoy things every once in a while, you know what I mean? When, but when that enjoyment becomes an everyday part of your life to where it's overtaking it and ruling everything. That's not okay. Here's the best part of that comment right there. What I've learned is you have all the answers in you. And mm -hmm. so people are like, well, is it okay if and it's like, you tell me, is mm -hmm. it okay? Listen, take away the excuses and listen to the guiding voice. That guiding voice will always tell you what you need to do. And it, it, it takes time to tap into that. Usually it mm -hmm. takes steps in the dark to really make that voice connect and be loud enough to actually hear. But it's that inclination to be a better man that we go, oh, well, I don't have to do that. You know, mm -hmm. sometimes it'll tell you, hey, like for you, we'll use like drinking, for example, like someone will have this incl inclination, like you, you, you got to put that shit down, that stuff mm -hmm. down. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and all of a sudden we go, well, I mean, it's okay to have a few, right? Well, I don't know. What is that is it? in voice telling you? Is it telling you to forsake it? Or is it telling you to just lower it a little bit? What is God telling you to do? And are we changing those words? Once you actually listen and go forward, stepping in the dark with faith, your life will light on fire and you will affect thousands of people. Every person you come in contact with will feel such a vibration from you that they can't help but to change themselves. And so these changes that you're being pulled to make, 
they're not just for you. They're for your family. They're for the, for the world. Like if you don't change, there are thousands of people that will be lost forever because you didn't change. And so that's what I would tell people is mm-hmm. you're all on your own journey. You can, you can hear yourself. You have the answers within you. Just let it speak and take action. Mm-hmm. What I found Kyle for myself and, you know, other people I talk to is that for me, like you said, get in the dark. I actually do that. Like I will turn off social media, everything, and I'll go and I'll sit there and quiet myself. That way I can actually hear that inner voice and what yeah. it's saying. Cause it's there. It's yeah. always there waiting yeah. for you to give it that opportunity to, to be able to hear it and respond to it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What if, what if, what if all men just listened? Mm-hmm. without without excuse just listened including myself to that level like just listened completely with utter faith in the in that inclination Mm -hmm. um unstoppable dude you know what's even crazier kyle dude isn't that what our wives tell us oh your best coach yeah (laughs) Yeah, yes dude oh Oh, that's deep. <laughs> this, so I had these crazy, like in, these thoughts um, in, in some of those meditative states that you're talking about mm-hmm. where I'm trying to find out, like, I'm like, what is it my men need? Like, because I truly feel called, like I have people under my stewardship that need me. I know that. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, what is the message that they need? And um, I would have these thoughts of like, I just picture my wife and my daughter for some reason, my wife and my daughter just kept coming to my mind. I have four sons mm-hmm. and a daughter. And my sons were not in this thought. It was all my wife and my daughter. And I had, I was just having this thought of my my wife and my daughter walking down to uh, the, the beach. And they're on the mm-hmm. beach and walking towards the water. And they walk out to the water. I might get a little, uh, this, this might get me here. So we'll, we're going to try to get through this. But they start walking out more into the water and deeper into the water until the water's over their head. Mm -hmm. And I find myself calling out to them and I see my little daughter gasping for air and, and my wife's drowning and she can't hold her up in there. And so I run down to the water's edge and I, I go out and I can walk on the water. I find that interesting. And I go out and I hold up, I pull my wife and my little baby out of the water and I hold them up. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and I find my arms are getting tired. I'm holding them up. Um, and, uh, and they start to fall and I, and I'm terrified because I don't want them to go back in the water. And I look to, I, I start to feel them lift up and, and getting easier to lift. And I look around and it's my four sons with me, mm-hmm. they all have hands on me and they're holding my arms up to hold my wife, my little mm-hmm. baby out of the water mm-hmm. and um i kind of came out of this thought and i thought what does that mean what is that um and i realized like our women are our direct connection with deity mm-hmm. like they are it and they and we and, and if we treat them like that like our marriages <laughs> will go to a whole nother level like what mm-hmm. if you treated your wife like like she's the direct connection to God? Yeah. Like the greatest gift that you could have. 
and and to think that we are charged to teach our sons to do the same mm-hmm. to hold them up man that's interesting that you said that Kyle because there's actually a scripture that backs up what you just said right there in the bible and it talks about how when a man treats his wife a certain way right that our prayers are hindered so you're right in a sense that's a connection to deity, right? So if we're treating our wives bad, our prayers aren't even going to be heard by God. That's powerful, bro. I, you know, so is this is this a kind of a Christian audience that you're that you're talking to here, or not so much? Uh, not so much, but you know, I figured this might be the only church they ever hear. I am a pastor. Well, so and and i i'm in a strange place because i'm getting these inclinations these answers Mm -hmm. um, but yet uh and i'm pulled towards the story of jesus so much because of his sacrifice Mm -hmm. but i still have this block like like you're not ready like stay in the darkness with your men and teach them correct principles until until i reveal myself to you or or i have that that sense Mm -hmm. like like it's almost like Mm-hmm. I've tried to seek Jesus, but it's just not there yet for me. But the story's mm-hmm. there, and the teachings are there. You know, the I crazy, the crazy thing is, Kyle, is that you don't seek him; he seeks you. You know, there's a story about ninety-nine sheep, right? And he talks about how he left the ninety-nine to find the one that was lost. That's how important you are to him, and that's what I tell everybody. You know, it's not about religion or yeah. anything like that. Jesus was a blue collar dude. He was strong. I mean, if you look back and think back, he was a carpenter. That means he was planing stuff by hand. He didn't have any, you know, uh, like power tools or anything like that. Dude was a hard dude. Yeah. He was a badass, bro. Yeah. And he had emotions just like us. I mean, one of the stories I always tell people is, dude, he flipped over tables in a religious setting. Imagine this beautiful church. Okay, these people were stealing people's money. They were oppressing these people there and charging over the amount that it cost for these for these sacrifices, right? Jesus walks into that church, dude, says, you guys have turned my father's house into a den of thieves. He flips over tables. He takes a bullwhip. He starts beating the hell out of people telling them to get out of there. That's a man's man, bro, standing for yep. what is right. And that's what the world needs right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I love it. Uh, so I'm just here, man. I'm just listening and I'm, I'm going to, I'm just going to do what's right and keep listening and acting and wherever that leads me, man, that's where we're going to go. Absolutely, brother. No. Well, man, I, I thank you, Kyle, for coming on here, brother. How could uh, people reach out to you? Um, Can you share that with our audience? Yeah. I think uh, you're doing great things. Uh, the uh, Instagram is the best place to get all my con my daily content at superhuman fathers um if you want to talk to myself or one of our team members about joining our group you can go to superhumanfathers.com um we're kind of backed up with appointments um into uh, the next month so it'll usually it's like a couple weeks out so you can always dm me on instagram as well um to speed up that process also well once again kyle thank you so much for coming on our show and just sharing everything you spoke about um, I know that you're just going to continue to change lives of men out there. Um, that is your ministry, brother, right there. You know, <laughs> it's, it's so crazy how it's how it's become that 
just naturally. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the world is seeking now. The world needs more men like yourself to step up um, in an age of confusion, right? Like what we're in today where children don't even know their own identity. Where do you think that identity comes from? The man, the father. Okay. That's where our ministry came in. God told me in Malachi 4, 6, you know, he says that I will change the hearts of the fathers back to the children, the children's hearts back to the father. But there's a part I always leave out because it kind of scares me a little bit. Right. And it says, or I will bring the land a plague. So it needs to happen. Men need to step up. They need to start reaching out to their children and showing their children how to reach out. You know what I mean? Children need to start reaching back out to their fathers and and healing, right? Because father trauma is bad, bro. I mean, I don't know how many men I've had that came on this show and they've had issues with their father. Even if their dad is a good dad, it was something their dad didn't do for them. It was that disconnection. They say that the curse of fatherhood, right, is distance. Why are so many men distant? Could it be they don't feel good about themselves? Could it be that they they hate their lot in life? Whatever it may be, right? So that's what we're here for. And uh, once again, Kyle, thank you so much for coming on here, brother. It's been a pleasure. And uh, we'll be talking to you soon, brother. What an elevating conversation. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. God bless.